Welcome, everybody, to the Building Ehrensburg podcast. I'm Thomas Ehrensburg. And I'm Catherine Ehrensburg. And as usual, you guys hit that subscribe button, give us five stars, and tell all your friends about our podcast so that we can have even more, uh, I don't know, people like moving up. It. We want to move up. We <laughs> In some unknown chart. There's no chart. But we want to move up so that uh, we're... The top 40? Yeah, we want to be on the... Uh, Casey Kasem, Casey top, Kasem's <laughs> Casey top, Kasem 40? top 40. <laughs> uh, no, but um, it'll help more people find us in the search when they're searching for new podcasts. Do you ever search for new podcasts? I do not. I don't either. I, but I don't listen to a lot of podcasts. I so do. You listen to I'm a like, ton of them. I'm like a garbage compactor for podcasts. Right. I mean, so like, you would, I don't know what your method is for finding for example, a new podcast. Someone texted me the other day and said, which they'll be listening to this right now. So shout out to. Uh, Elizabeth and Ashley, um, who both listened to this podcast, and they said they were catching up with, you know, they were kind of like, had not listened in okay. a while, and they're doing, like, one of them edits photos, so she is editing, so she has time to stop and listen to podcasts right. while she's doing a mindless task, and um, she's like, I just I just haven't caught up, so I'm finally catching up and commenting about how they liked certain things about the podcast, right. you know, so certain subjects came up that they agreed with or whatever, and um, I'm like, man, you guys are just like Thomas. Thomas takes... Like how many so long. how many days does it take you to finish a three hour Joe Rogan uh, one one episode of Joe Rogan is three I mean, I hours. Listen, I listen in the gym, and then for like thirty or forty minutes. Sometimes during an off period, if I'm grading test, okay, I will listen. So because I would you say can mindlessly week, grade math tests. Yeah, in a week it takes me. I will get through one episode and like start part of a second one. How do you then? How do you decide? Because he releases one almost every day. I think he does. He Maybe must three a, a week, okay. I, would, I would say. Okay. So it, jeez. Yeah, I, I don't, I, don't I mean, I'd, I'd just pick one and go with it. And then if there's one that you're like, oh, you need to go back and listen to this other one, then I'll I'll go back and listen. But because I just like, I look at the two or three that are new. Yeah, and kind of click on I'll the one that you might be interested one. in. Yeah. Well, on the other end of that spectrum is me, who listens to an episode of Joe Rogan, I'm like, I need more in one day. Like, I'll listen to it straight as I'm drawing plans, which is almost every day, or if I'm driving right. in the car. Those are the two things I do most often yeah, for, with my time. you're listening. I'm nonstop listening. And so, I either get tired of the ones I've been listening to, or um, I've already listened to all of them, and I need more. Yeah. So, anyway, but regardless of all that, I still don't go in and just search for a so podcast. So, how do you find your new ones, and they just get recommended to you? And Yeah, I'm a, I'm a word of mouth referral. Okay, so we need to get... Oh, I thought you. I was going. I was saying, do they get recommended on Spotify or whatever you listen to? Well, sometimes the networks. So a lot of these podcasts are now on networks. So like Wondery or Gimlet or one of the other, you know, Spotify, one of the other podcast um, networks. They will have a new podcast coming out, and then they will push to you the advertisement for the new right, podcast right. that's coming out. So whatever podcast I'm used to listening to, they'll put an advertisement for the new ones coming up. Yeah, and so. That's how I get them sometimes, but I don't know. I'm pretty, I'm still pretty picky about those too, because as as much time as I do spend listening to podcasts, I'm pretty picky about how I spend my time listening to them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't just listen to anything. It, it's kind of like how I watch TV shows, which is, I'm very picky about those too. Like, if I'm going to sit there and and give you 30 or minutes of my time or an hour, it better be something interesting. Right. You are the opposite end of the spectrum on that. What do you mean? You will start a movie. Oh, yeah. Once I've, I've started watching, i got to watch it to the end. I mean, you'll be 15 minutes It'll in. Be a garbage movie. And you know it's terrible. Prime example, Suicide Squad. Terrible movie. I'm and sure. I knew it was terrible at about 30 to 45 minutes in, but it's like, I've only got an hour or so left. <laughs> Let's finish this thing out. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm 10 minutes in, and I'm like, nope, we're not Next. doing this. 
turn it to something else. I'm not spending my time doing this. Because how how often do I get to just sit and relax? It's like when we go to restaurants and we have a bad meal. That upsets me. Like, yeah. we never go out to eat, to sit down. Yeah, yeah, and I if, get that. And if it's a bad experience or a bad meal, I feel like that's devastating. Because I don't ever spend my I'm money not, that I'm way. I'm just like, oh, well, we're not coming here again. <laughs> but... I guess I'm not coming here again for the once in a year time that we get to go out to eat. Oh, anyway. All right. So what we were going to talk about today is uh, (laughs) none of that. None of that. (laughs) Right. Um, Our kids started taking jujitsu, which we talked about maybe a couple episodes ago. They took it for the first time this past week. They got their trial. They do like a trial. They get a trial, a free, a free trial class. And we loved it. I mean, I, we, I know I, like, <laughs> we watching it, loved it. Um, I I think the kids loved it too, though. They haven't stopped talking about it, so. Yeah, they had to take, they have to be in a couple different classes because of their age age range, but um, you took, Thomas took the youngest one to her class, and um, I kept the other ones home, and then I drove them up later, but he was texting me pictures, he was like messaging me all kinds of like things that he liked about all of it. And I was not experiencing it for myself until I brought the older kids. And so then I got to experience what you had seen the instructor right. do and really liked it. Which I think it was a little bit different for them. We were, when I took Cecilia, we were the only ones there. Like we were the first ones there. The place opened at five. We got there at 445 or something. Mm-hmm. Cause I knew, I thought we had filled out. I thought you did too. forms or something. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and so he sat her down on the mat and like he taught her how to listen. Mm-hmm. Like, this is how we listen in this class, you know, and he gave very, very specific, your eyes do this, your ears do this, your heart does this, and then he asked her to repeat it back to him. She could. These are the things that cause you not to listen, your your hands and your something else. Your eyes and your hands, I think is what he said. Like, if your eyes aren't on me and your hands are fidgeting, right. you can't be listening. Anyway, he just took them through uh, all the various different ways that just discipline. It just yeah, feels real like it's... Base, it seemed like really basic stuff that yeah. kids are probably... I mean, maybe they are. They're probably taught that kind of stuff in like kindergarten, know. maybe. I'm not a kindergarten teacher, but I would love... And you were not educated for primary no, education, so you don't know either. But I wonder if they have a conversation with kids or if they just expect kids for do, to do something and say, Hey, Johnny, stop stop fidgeting or stop, you know, put your hands down or right. whatever. And are just individually correcting everyone you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Instead of right. actually giving like As some sort whole. of. Yeah. Plus he had her one-on-one. So that was of course. He had her one-on-one for about five minutes. And then like the class started coming in. Mm-hmm. I think he was definitely laying the expectation of her that this was not full around time. This was. Right. This one, which I really thought that at the end of those couple of hours of them, she took one hour and the other kids took another hour. I thought that they would feel like it was too militaristic yeah yeah i mean it's very disciplined type instruction it is and i thought that they would think that it was too much so because you you're not supposed to like you're not goofing off right right? you stand on the wall time to goof off no you're standing on the wall a certain way you're not slouching you're standing straight like it's very militaristic i would say yeah but they came away from it and loved it which i think just goes to show even more that kids crave discipline our children want to turn our downstairs into a dojo i mean seriously yeah they got home now this could wear off i guess but i really thought the initial class would have scared the heck out of them to where they would have been like i don't want to do this anymore you know but they i wasn't really worried about that i thought that they especially our oldest yeah they just they're such fools i mean our kids are such just like 
goofy, wanna everything's a joke, you know? Right. Like they right. can I mean the sarcasm runs very heavy. I don't know how that very happened. Deep, very deep in this How did that happen? I don't know. I'm not sure. <laughs> anyway. They're just looking for an opportunity to crack a joke or say something that will make someone laugh or sarcasm or whatever. And so yeah. given the way that this discipline was, I was like, Oh, I don't know how this is gonna go over. But they adored it. Yeah, they did. And then can't wait to go back. Ready were, to get their suits and everything. Oh yeah. I ordered their uh geese. Yeah. G I. Which we're learning all the new terms. Yes, we are. I ordered their geese. I ordered Cecilia the smallest one they have. And I probably will be too still too big. Mm-hmm. But it's fine. They only make them so small. They only make them so small. Um, and I basically ordered one at almost in every size that they had. So that we could outfit our entire family in martial arts. Attire. <laughs> martial arts attire. But, I mean, they very quickly went from... Learning how to stand on a wall to learning two or three very important self defense. Yeah, self defense strategies. Mm-hmm. I thought it was really good. Yeah. And so now we are full into jujitsu over here at the yeah, so, house. Um one of the things I forgot to tell you about I told you part of this but then I didn't finish telling you. Um when I came in the guys asked me all these questions. One of the questions he asked me is why are you taking this class? I love that question because there's a possibility he might be like, we're not the right place for you, which yeah, I love absolutely. as a business owner. I love that. <laughs> yeah. So I said, mostly for self-defense. Um, I had already talked to him on the phone. He probably didn't know that you were associated with me. Okay. I mean, I don't know. He's, I said, um, I said, you know, I think our kids already have a fair amount of self-discipline, but you know, I know that's a lot of the reasons people take, yeah, I think a lot These of people type classes, but yeah, I think for us it's more the self defense stuff than the self discipline stuff. Mm-hmm. He said, "Oh, so your kids are are pretty disciplined." I was like, "Well, I mean, I'd like to think so, but I know I'm biased." <laughs> yeah. He said, "Are they disciplined with you, or are they disciplined all the time?" I said, "I think they're actually better at school than they are at oh, home." Oh, for sure. <laughs> what did he say? And uh, he's like, "Oh, okay." Uh, and he said, "Well, let me just tell you, you you know, if you're a disciplinarian type, what you're going to be tempted to do is you watch this class." is she's not going to listen. She's not going to do the things I'm asking her to do. And your impulse is going to be to try to correct her from where you're sitting right here. Oh, I would never. I know, I wouldn't. But I I definitely can see that there would be parents that would do that. He said, I need you not to do that. I need need her to be focused on me and what I'm doing. And not what what do you think over here? I was like, okay. I, mean, I have to say that's the that's the one part of watching what was happening that I have to like brace myself for, and which we have not talked about, but um, and watch cautiously as the mom is that you're essentially giving your child over to this person as uh, having control over like their discipline mm-hmm. and their what they tell them to be right or wrong. Right. And when they're performing some of these things, like this grown man is sitting on top of my child, like girl children, you know, and it's weird to see. I have to say it's really weird to see. Um, But I'm like, it's just part of the process. It's just part of the process. You know, like I have to think about that and have to really be. But anyway, I'm just saying like it was a very odd, you know, so maybe this is my mama. I I didn't even think about that. I you, guess I never saw that though. I only, I left just. He pulled our oldest child out point. and was like, "This is the skill we're going to learn." And this, you saw the skill they learned, which is yeah. like, um, 
a bully is sitting on top of you. You're laying down, like laid you're down on your back. You're on your back. The bully has is like kneeling on top of you, mm-hmm. and basically, in theory, like either choking you or punching you in the face. Right. So then, how do you get the bully off of you? And so this, the instructor is laying on our kid, our mm-hmm. oldest child, who's a girl. Um, but I mean, how else is he going to teach her? I mean, right. I guess he couldn't. He could have not pulled her. He could have pulled a boy. But like, is a boy mom like? Oh, that's fine. Right. <laughs> you know, like it yeah. doesn't it doesn't feel good no matter what it is. But I guess that's the, the way that you learn. And I think what he was trying to instruct there was that I'm a grown person and you can still perform this and get me off of you. Right. Like you can be successful doing this with the t- techniques I'm going to show you with someone who's significantly larger than you. Yeah. I think also in that the the other thing to be learned there is that being having somebody else's body on top of you. I, I, there's, I'm gonna probably completely butcher what I'm about to say, um, but touch between two humans. There's so many different kinds of touch. Right. Good touch, bad touch, right. neutral touch, right. whatever. And I think there's a lot of learning in that too. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, like, it's okay for this guy to sit on top of me because he's teaching because me a he's skill. teaching me the skill, and I trust him. Yes. And and that's why in my head I'm like, okay, you have to just like she needs to learn this the skill and needs to learn that this situation anyway but that goes back to the fact that since he is what do they call it matt i don't know what they call the person who's the teacher it. is it a master sensei, maybe <laughs> out of your sensei yeah, we cannot help but think back to napoleon dynamite yeah. like the kids in preparation the entire preparation for this the kids have watched <laughs> clips from um napoleon dynamite where they're in the dojo and you've got rex kwando and you've got like kip and uh, Napoleon taking these classes and so the kids have seen all this stuff and they kind of think that that's what it's going to be like and of course they go to this class and they're like it's nothing like Rex Quando. and we're like yeah guys that was a jokey movie he's like, not wearing American flag pants that- yeah he was not doing karate kicks to people's faces and stuff but um, but yeah the, the guy the guy was very um, he, he did a great job of mixing up the discipline but also joking with the mm-hmm. kids in a way that they knew he was joking um, which honestly, that shows you how closely the kids are paying attention because I was there and I can tell you his, um, uh, the way that he jokes and the way that he's serious are real slight differences between the two. Like they're not, he's not obviously letting loose and just having a joke. It's like, he'll say something like, um, it's subtle. It'll yeah. be like, uh, which one's taller, me or Mr. Whoever. And the kids will say, I don't know. It, it was just real subtle yeah. stuff. I like didn't even notice it. You didn't? You didn't notice the kids like laughing at certain things? And no, they, but... And they were laughing because they knew they could laugh. It wasn't right. like they were laughing because he was saying something really funny and they were out of line to laugh. Right. So they knew. They were paying close enough attention to where they got the subtleties, sure. which I appreciate very much. Yeah. I, I But, I, you know, I watched the little kid class and there wasn't a lot of that kind of stuff. Oh, of course. Yeah. I mean, that, that class was like wrangling cl- cats and he did, he did a really, really good job because he does a good job, especially at that age. The one that Cecilia went to is probably kindergarten. It's five to seven. First grade, second grade. Yeah, she's at the top. For as small as she is, she is at the upper age yeah. of those kids. And it's obvious. Like her ability to pay attention and do what she's asked to do was far advanced from, from most of the other class. Mm-hmm. Um, did you tell him how old she was? I did. Okay. Because yeah. um, I t- when I again I don't think that he was making the cor- you know correlation between me and you probably, but I think at some point he did because we were talking about something. I think he just thought I was bringing Cecilia right. in, and then, and then when then I we, brought the other three kids, and I told him my wife 
is bringing the other three. She's already called yet, and I forget what I said. He's like, "Oh, oh yeah, she's called me." There's four kids and yeah. something, and I was like, "Yes, that's yep, uh, that's, that's us." us. <laughs> this is the really tiny eight year old you got yeah. here, seven and a half year old you got. Anyway, it's interesting the way that he ran that class was uh, most of it was teaching them the basics of how to listen, mm-hmm. how to stand still, mm-hmm. how to sit still, and he was constantly pointing at, "Look at Johnny over there. His hands are fidgeting. He, you know, or yeah." So-and-so standing perfectly with her hands straight mm-hmm. and their eyes are looking right at me. Yeah. You know, a lot of that kind of stuff. They taught so, her some skills, though. And, of course, since the other three kids are um, learning skills, she's going to learn. She's kinda yeah, gonna she's going to learn their skills, too. She's going to get the advantage of getting to learn their, their stuff, too. So, I don't know. It's going to be very interesting to, to develop. And I'm excited about um, the discipline that they're going to be learning and then the the muscles that they're building, you know, yeah. from an athletic standpoint. Did they say they were sore at all? I don't think any of them said they I were sore. I don't think so, no. But I do think that it's still going to develop some muscles in them that they don't have through all the other sports that they play. Right. The activities yeah, it's that just they different do. kind of training. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's like, you know, with, with football, you would hear about, professional football players taking ballet or something and it's it's true it's a when it's something so different from your normal routine it doesn't matter what it is you're going to be sore and it's going to develop a different flexibility or a different muscle memory than you had different type of athleticism too yeah and that's why even things like you know maybe somebody's a a weightlifter and they incorporate walking mileage into their routine yeah you're going to be sore from walking because your body's, it'll ache from not doing that certain thing. So you just get into a routine of whatever your normal exercise. And if you change it up, it'll give you even more benefit than what you yeah. originally were getting. Which could lead us, but I don't want to take us there. <laughs> okay. Um, to a discussion about kids that specialize in sports and all that kind of thing. I mean, that's so detrimental to the kid. Well, so, there it is. We don't have to have a podcast. You said it. The end. No, no, just, <laughs> don't do it. I know it could be a whole. It well, whole it's thing. your. I know that there's. It's your opinion, and it's uh, it's certainly. I mean, I think that you should do a podcast on sports. Personally, I think that should be a whole other thing for you because it's not. Because I I can I can sit here with you and talk about what we're talking about right now, which is like yeah. the, the developmental person. I don't know, like that end of things. But sure. But when it comes to the like actual the whole person, you mean. Mm-hmm. Versus when it, just the the actual physical yeah i mean what you're seeing from a coaching perspective i mean we can we can switch to that if you want to but essentially what you were you've been saying is as a football coach you see kids who are overusing um parts of their body their arm let's say for baseball or their knees for basketball or whatever it is you're overusing these things and you're not becoming a well-rounded um athlete yeah and human really Yeah. yeah I mean, you get out of high school and most people don't move on to college and play any kind of sport. And that's all you've ever done. So you have, high school. you got to use your, your, uh, knees for 18 years. You got to use that elbow for 18. Bye. That's it. Now yep. you got to wear a brace or have surgery or something right. for the rest of your life. Um, but you got to play in all those games. I don't know. I'd be interested to hear from a parent, um, or multiple parents whose children, uh, specialize in a sport to hear what they feel like the advantage is. I mean, I'd love to hear all the perspectives. Yeah. What they, I think the main advantage is that in playing the sport, like you learn more about the sport. You have a deeper knowledge of the sport. To what end? Well, I don't, again, that's where I think I disagree with, and you, you, you probably a, do too, with people that let their kids specialize. 
Do you think it's a motivation? I wish I had somebody here to ask that question. Do they think it's the motivation, or not the motivation, that the motivation of them specializing is that they are going to get a college scholarship someday? I don't. I think they, if they were to justify it, they would say it gives them the best chance to be successful at that sport, and that's where I just completely disagree. I think the only reason I would, I would think, that would be okay for a kid to specialize is if they just loved it yeah. so much, right. like. They want to do nothing morning, noon, and night. Yeah, but here's the thing, though. Even if you do, and I think this is, I mean, I don't know if there's something that you love like this, but I know it is for me, for football. I love football. The season ends. I'm like, dang, the season's over. And then we go into basketball and some other sports. And then when spring spring and summer start rolling around, you can smell the football back in the air like, yes. Yeah, you... You're like, you just, I've missed this. I'm ready to get back in There's time to miss it. Yes. I think you need that time away to miss it. Which I think, you know, we we talked about this yesterday, and we even thought about making it the podcast episode for today, but there wasn't really enough... uh, Substance. Substance for it. But we talked yesterday about, um, we had a holy day of obligation for church last week. It was last Monday. Mm -hmm. It was um, also All Saints Day, which is November 1st. Is that right? All Mm -hmm. Saints Day? All Saints, yeah. All Souls is the second. So um, I went to Mass at 6 o'clock or 6.30 in the morning, and I walk in, and it's it's dark outside still. Yeah. Um, they had Mass in the chapel. It wasn't in the big church. It's this, like, little intimate uh, room, and um, everybody's half asleep, which mm-hmm. is so great. And uh, Not all pre- dolled up like you are on Sunday. Yeah, like, I'm wearing, like, gym clothes, and the expectations are low, and the priest is half awake. Like, Father Alex had um, his glasses on, which I've never seen him in his glasses before. Right. I'm sure he was not going to roll out of bed and put contacts on right. i think he probably heard confession right before that mass so it was like he was up at like 5 a.m to say mm-hmm. this mass so um anyway and you said well maybe that's the time that you would like to go um you know every morning but i think that in because i don't go to daily mass uh ever and um i think th- back thinking back on it it was a matter of it was nice because it was different. Yeah. But then you do something for so long, it isn't different anymore. Right. Yeah. It's not, it's, it's sure. routine. So getting to do something different is what, what makes it exciting and gives you the nostalgia and, you know, all these well, different it's things. It's what draws you in. Really. Yeah. Like if you had Christmas all year round and your yeah. house always had lights in it and decorated, that doesn't feel special anymore. It's because right. it's Christmas and there's family in town and there's these special things that you do that certain time of year that make it, you know, it, it makes it Christmas and it makes it different. So mm-hmm. you need to make it football season. You need to make it basketball season right. you need to make it you know all these different things and that's probably a bad excuse to not go to daily mass i'm not saying that i shouldn't do it but that's i think that is what made it feel so special so special because yeah. I, I texted my brother-in-law who's a priest and i was like man it just it was just so nice to go that time in the morning like all the things i mentioned about being ha- there's something about being half asleep and it being dark outside i was like this is so nice yeah. we didn't sing every yeah. you know it was short there was no homily like it was very just nuts and bolts yeah is that what they call it nuts and bolts yeah. mass mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just you know and um you think oh well, maybe that's how i need to be attending mass now it's like well i would get tired of it that's sure. it. not tired sure. of it but like it just wouldn't be you as wouldn't special have the, the appreciation for yeah it. yeah and i think that's true of anything you know all all the things that we get to do so switch it up make it special make it different i think that 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 would make you know it doesn't matter what it is is the sport yeah, you're so playing i think that so what you're saying yes i agree that the psychology 
that you're talking about, like switching it up. It's like, I think that that same thing happens to your body physically, though. Yes. Agreed. It's, it's all of it, right? It's so, your muscle memory. It's your actual, you know, brain memory. It's all the things right. that switching it up is beneficial for everything. And so I think that's what, I mean, that's one of the other things that I really love about the kids doing this is that it's really, I mean, they, they play sports. They all have their sports that they're good at and they love to play. But this is something so different. It mm-hmm. is nothing like, with the exception of maybe football, might be the closest thing to it because it's kind of like wrestling, I guess. But not it's, really. It's nothing like baseball but like, but or we basketball. But we put them in gymnastics last summer, right. boys and girls alike. We put them in gymnastics, and they fought us. I mean, th- they cried. The they, boys did. The boys cried because they were so angry that we had put them in gymnastics, and we were making them go. Right. They loved it. Yep. Now, they didn't love it as instantly as they loved jiu-jitsu, but they've already asked to sign back up for it this year. Right. And let me tell you, I mean, the benefit of them, the... The body awareness that you gain in gymnastics mm-hmm. is something that I will. I mean, I was a gymnast, and I'm I'm five foot six, so I was never going to be an Olympic gymnast. Like I've sure. always been, not always, but I've been tall, or you know, right. forever. I've never been this tiny little tot like we have. We have tiny tots, and um, but but I have learned body awareness. I can fall and turn. I mean. If I fall off a five-story building, that's a different story. But you You're know like what I mean? You're like a cat. You land on your feet. <laughs> no, it's not like that. But I will say that I have a body awareness to where the, it will not change. I don't know that it'll ever change. I could be 80 years old, and I'll probably still break a hip, but I can almost guarantee you that I won't hurt as many things right. um, as I would have. I understand where I am in the air. I can still do a back handspring. Y'all. I'm almost 40 years old. Yeah. I can't learn any new skills. Like, the things I knew when I was 18 are the things I still know how to do. That will never change. Because I went to a gymnastics class not that long ago, and I knew by the time, you know, when I got in there, I will be doing the same skill level that I was at when I was 18 years old. There will be no new skills learned. I just wanted to just see if I could still do it. I think you could learn. If you did it regularly, I bet you could learn the new skills. I don't know. I mean, seriously, I'd have to really work on the flexibility and all that stuff. But I'm just saying as far as body awareness, the fact that almost 40 years old, I can still push my body backward into the air and know where I am to put my hands down. Like that's just muscle memory and body awareness. That is nothing more than that. It's just, just muscle memory. So those skills are going to be valuable for our kids. Um, And you know, beyond even that, you're also going to have, I remember um, when Addie was little, I had done a job for a lady who has a horse, uh, horse riding Mm -hmm. facility. And one of the benefits she told me was that, your kids aren't with the same kids that they go to school with. The kids who ride out here on these horses are from all different walks of life, all different schools. And that was so appealing to me Yeah, because my I wanted my kids to be doing activities with kids that they weren't with all the time. Cause I think that's important too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You're learning different. I mean, not just like socializing and meeting different people, but it's different drama. Like there's no drama. You know, when you're in a classroom with the same kids for 12 yeah. years the mm-hmm. way our kids are. They're comfortable are, with you and they're just You're like to, brothers and sisters. Yeah. And the, I mean, the amount of, oh, it's just terrible. The amount of, I mean, they just talk about each other and everybody's involved in everybody's drama and whatever. It's like, you got to get out of all that stuff. So I think this jujitsu thing, they're, they're going to have close relationships with other kids because they're like sparring with them and stuff in, right. the, in the dojo on the mat. But, they're also not going to be bringing to the table, you know, the nitpicky, crazy things that you experience when you're in a class with somebody all in school all day long. Right. For so, eight years. Yeah, for eight years. Because our, our kids go to school that 
kindergarten through eighth grade. It's not broken up into grade school and middle or, you know, elementary and middle right. school and, um, and then high school separate. But so for all those reasons, I mean, not specializing, of course, the kids who go and play, uh, what do they call it? Uh, like club. I think that's what they right. call it. Yeah. What, what is the actual mm-hmm. word? It's like AAU, AAU is, is what I'm thinking of. AAU is, is a club. Oh, okay. But they all probably play each other, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the, they're learning, they're meeting other people right. and getting, you know, to meet. Yeah, non- if you play AAU or you play club, you're meeting kids from other schools. Or like um, park ball or whatever. Right. You're meeting other people and getting to yes. to play with them instead. So I like all that. So yeah. it's a well-rounded kid from a lot of different perspectives, I yeah. think. Yeah, I'm also glad that our kids are taking together. I think. Um, well, three of them are. Right. Yeah, but they take do they take gymnastics all together? Um, I believe yes. I dropped all four of them off. At the same time. <laughs> Let me remember how many one two three like a duck. Yeah. Keeping your ducks in a row, counting all the ducks at one time. But yeah, I think um, I'm glad that they're all experiencing the same things. I don't know. That might be to a detriment someday. They might be like, I should have done my own thing, mom. Here's the thing with parenthood, we're all just doing the best we can. We're trying to. We're just. We're just doing the best we can. I would say they all have their own thing that they do. Addie plays softball. None of the other kids play. The boys don't even right. play baseball. You're right. Gregory plays basketball. Mm-hmm. Thomas plays the drums. Thomas plays, yeah, I mean, he's, musically, he's got a, an ear for music that the other yeah. ones probably don't. Don't know what the little one does yet, but she's, <laughs> I mean, she's only seven yeah. years old, so yeah. you don't know what yeah. she'll. I, I try to ask her all the time, because she's, as for as small as she is, she's a really good athlete. Mm-hmm. She's really good, like you're saying, really good body awareness and control, and she's fast. Mm-hmm. you never seen bow legs move so fast. I know, but I ask her, hey, do you want to play soccer? Like, you could use your speed in soccer. Yeah. No. Basketball, no. She Here's the problem. She's me. She's with afraid to ath- compete is what she is. Basically, oh. it's what she told me. <gasps> what? She's afraid to compete. She didn't say those words, but that's essentially what she's told me. Does that mean she's, she's afraid to lose? Yeah. Ooh, um, she doesn't want to get out there and compete. Wait. Because she might lose. D- okay, that might be me, but not the losing part. I don't care about losing. I just always choke. Maybe she's afraid of choking. Well, keep in mind, this is the same child that brought home her group of tests, and she's like, I did bad on all of them, and we're pulling us like 95s, and she's like, but they're supposed to be hundreds. We're like, no, <laughs> it's oh, not boy. always going to be hundreds. Oh, boy. She's going to be the one. There's one in every crowd. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Yeah, I know. She's got your athleticism, and she's got my uh, not. I don't want to do anything. I'm not interested in sports whatsoever. I don't know that she's not interested. I think she likes playing. She, she likes like, playing the yeah. sports as long as there's no consequence to them. Yeah, me too. I like that too. I don't like competition at all. Not no. because I'm scared of losing. I just don't want to compete. There's too much pressure to it. Even if I don't care that I don't win, I think she likes competing pressure. if she knows that she can win. Like she'll she'll race people when she knows she can beat them. She's not going to race one of her older brothers because she knows unless they give her a head start and she knows that she has a chance to win. Oh gosh! I know it's just completely unknown. You're going to go out there and play soccer with kids that. I mean, she's just like me too in a way. Uh, my uncle used to call me a rolling ball of butcher knives. That's me. That's also her. Yeah. He also used to call me Hell on Wheels. Also her. Yeah. How many hooks, uh, fish hooks in the foot, and Stitches in the chin. Stitches in the chin. And, I mean, she'll just go out there and ride her bike with, like, I mean, like like there's fire coming after her. I don't yeah. even understand it. She And then she does what's called 
ski what does she call it when she <laughs> hits the brake on her bike oh. skirt yeah. <laughs> mama watch me skirt skirt <laughs> It's the noise it makes. I mean, I could definitely see her riding a, uh, uh, what do you call those things? A skateboard around yeah, as her sure. as her transportation. For sure. Punk rock, man. She's my wild child, for sure. But just don't ask her to compete. Nope. Unless she knows she can win. Then, okay. Ridiculous. We'll compete. Ridiculous. But anyway, she is probably one of the most excited about the, the, um, the gi that she's getting, yes. which is the uniform. Yeah. I cannot wait. We're going to share a picture on um, on Building Aaronsburg. Thomas, you, Thomas is in charge of Instagram for mm-hmm. Building Aaronsburg. Yes, I am. And I can see all of it, but I refuse to get involved in it because it's your your deal. Why? I'm not doing a good job? People message you and you don't respond. Everyone who's messaged... No, messi- I reply. You do? Yeah. Well, I maybe reply. I know what happens. I'll share something and tag you in it, and you don't share it on your page or even respond. Am I to supposed it. to do that? See, this is the problem. You don't know, and there's no pictures posted. Your feed is sad. I'm terrible at pictures. Sad. So I will make sure. So bad at that. I will make sure that when the kids get their um, geese, that they put them on, and we can um, share it and show you guys what they all look like. With them, they're probably all going to be rolled up a thousand times because they're all going to be too big. I hope I ordered the right size. We did measurements. Yeah. They're all starting off as white belts. What's going to be so interesting to me is to see if they get progress equally through. Oh, buddy. Didn't think about that. <laughs> it's going to create some issues. And I don't know what um what any of that means. I don't I am a new jiu-jitsu mom. I, I don't think it has to do with them performing the skills at a certain level. Yeah, but when order. do they get the opportunity to perform the skills? How often do they get to do them? Can you skip a certain belt or do you have to go through No, the- I don't think you skip. That, I know that, so you weren't there at the end of class. They He had them all line up. They have to line up in order from most skilled to mm-hmm. least skilled. Yeah. So our kids are at the very end of the line. Yeah. Not even in a gi. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> he was talking to them at the very end and he said something. I think people are ready for some promotions. Yeah. But I don't. Yeah, but now what? Yeah, I don't know what that means. Can like, you just stand out there? To... I know it's a whole deal. Like, you have a ceremony and stuff, which yeah. you know me in ceremonies. I'm like, can they just step out here and do this skill and let's go home? Tell them they deserve the red belt with the black stripe or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, I think over. they get stripes on their belt first, and then they get when you color get belt. enough stripes. There are some kids with yellow belts. I don't know what that means. I don't, I mean, They've clearly it's... Up. I know, but how many levels? I don't know. I, I don't, don't know. I don't know the orders of belts, and I've tried to look it up clearly, before. Clearly, black belt is the best. I think there might be something above a black belt, isn't there? I think it's. I know um, that's like stereotypically what they say. I'm a black belt. Yeah, but it's like I'm a first degree black belt. I think you can go up to three, a <gasps> third degree black belt, maybe. Like a fire. That, and it's probably it's like for different karates. Burn. I'll say that. So it's probably for different types of karate too. Um, excuse me, martial arts. Different types of martial arts, <laughs> probably. <laughs> yeah, completely new to this. Using the wrong language and everything. We don't know. We don't know what we're doing. But that's the other thing, too. Like, the kids are gaining such a good perspective on just all different types of things. Yeah. You know, they're going to know football language and gymnastics language. And they're going to be like, we're building Renaissance people. I want to build Renaissance people. Trying to. Is that our goal? We've never made that a goal. I mean, I don't think we've um, said it out loud, but. I just always project till they're, in, you know, into the future when they're 30 years old and looking back. Going, Remember when mom and dad made us take that jujitsu class? Remember? Yeah, that was awesome. It was so stupid. <laughs> You know what my jiu-jitsu class was? My three brothers. I know. But you know what we've already talked to the kids about? You brought it up to them, and they've all agreed. Now, they're granted, 
they're all little and things could change and we could look back at this podcast 20 years from now and be like lol wasn't that so funny when they agreed we won't be saying lol we'll be saying something else then because we'll keep up with the cool slang right then um but we've asked them if mom and daddy were to buy a big piece of land and build a house on it would you want to like be part of the compound what's a a compound well would you want to build a house next door to us and like be in the same area and they were all like yes we were on board a thousand percent yep now their spouses may not agree right but (laughs) or if someone becomes a priest the church may not we could build a church right on the right on the property yeah sure could what we call it saint i don't know blessed family we'd come up with something creative i'm sure i wouldn't because it would not happen so (laughs) we'll let one of the kids name it We'll let the one that became a priest name it, though. Yeah, because you can have a chapel anywhere. Did you know that? Yeah. You can have a chapel pretty much anywhere. It doesn't have to be mm-hmm. a... Sh- I guess it doesn't have to be a church church. I don't know how that right. works. It would, yeah. It would just, just be a chapel. a chapel. Grand grand ideas we have here. Yeah. As we sit podcasting in our closet. Hey, because we are building Aaronsburg, right. guys, this is, this is what it's all about. We're always thinking and dreaming of the future. And how we're gonna how we're gonna get it done, and how we how we uh, <laughs> build those blocks to achieve what we want to achieve. I don't know. You always gotta be striving for something. Yeah. Right. Got goals. You stay complacent, then what does that do for you? Get you nowhere. Get you nowhere, and we ain't going. We ain't going. No. We're not. We we're not going nowhere. We ain't nowhere. not going nowhere. We're going somewhere. Yes. We think we know where it is, but we all know that that it probably won't happen that way. <laughs> Anyway, that's our conversation for today. If you guys would please pass us on to your friends and family, give us five stars and hit that subscribe button. We would appreciate it. Bye, y'all. Bye, y'all.